You're listening to Catholic Chicago on WNDZ 750 AM. During the next hour, the Archdiocese of Chicago brings you programs about the people, events, and issues that touch our lives. Welcome to Catholic Chicago. is Dare to Love, and we are here this morning to greet you with the peace of Christ. Dare to Love is a program that cultivates vocation awareness in the Archdiocese of Chicago through discussion of topics related to vocation discernment and promotion. And this is your host, Sister Lavina Francis Pamet. I'm a Franciscan Sister of the Sacred Heart and Coordinator of Religious Vocation Ministries in the Office for Religious here in the Archdiocese. And here with me uh, on the phone today are two of our Kava members and also two of my friends and colleagues, Sister Connie Bach, who is a poor handmaid of Jesus Christ, and Father Adam McDonald, who is a Divine Word missionary. Good morning, Father Adam and Sister Connie. Good morning. Hello. Good morning to you. Thank you so much for joining me. And actually, on the phone, you wouldn't know know it, even though they're very active in Chicago. Uh, they both live out of state. Uh, Sister Connie is uh, living in South Bend in Indiana, and Father Adam is in Iowa. Uh, but their social media presence as well as their in-person presence, uh, except for the quarantine during this time, we tried to be present in other ways. So uh, with, with us staying, trying to stay at home and keeping others safe and ourselves safe, um, how are we doing, Sister Connie, uh, Father Adam? Um, maybe we'll go with Father Adam first, um, since you're far away, and I know that you've canceled a few trips there. Yes, indeed, Sister Lavina. Thanks for checking in. Uh, just realized that the three of us live in the I states, Indiana, Illinois, Iowa, so right across the board there. So from the cornfields of Iowa, I greet you this morning, and it is uh, quite a different reality. Uh, my vocation ministry requires me to be on the road or in the sky about 90% of the time to visit with discerners, to promote the community and meet potential discerners. And so as of two weeks ago, all of my travels have been suspended indefinitely. And that also includes uh, prohibiting, uh, welcoming discerners for come and see events, so cancellations of those trips as well. And so uh, being here at our college seminary, Divine Word College Seminary in Iowa, it's been an opportunity to really experience my ministry in a different way. Uh, trying to find virtual online ways of connecting with discerners. Uh, of course, all the wonderful tools we have to do that uh, are very amazing. But also in my own spiritual journey during this Lenten season, finding the opportunity to realize that maybe this wasn't the Lent that I planned, but it seems to be the Lent that God knew that I needed, because it certainly has provided the opportunity to slow down and pause, be more present to the people in my life, 
And also, I found myself becoming much more aware of and noticing the blessings in my life that sometimes I fail to recognize when I'm moving and driving and flying so far and so fast most of the time. So it's been an interesting kind of unexpected time of stress and you know, changes and changes of the changes and challenges to our daily living routine. And yet in the midst of that, finding this tremendous opening of my eyes to recognize how privileged and how blessed I am. That's wonderful to hear, Father Adam, and it's so comforting. So um, I heard, I think we had a bit of a conversation before in terms of some of the other celebrations that had to be canceled. Um, but I don't know if you were able, or did you have to postpone it or whether you did some sort of a simpler celebration. And I think um, a couple of people were taking their vows or could you tell more about that? Yeah, so we have had to move uh, most of our events to uh, virtual and online events. And so meetings that would be face-to-face are now happening via Zoom. And even for things like our upcoming uh, commencement ceremony, graduation ceremony here at our seminary, uh, we are going to be live streaming that. Unfortunately, it's going to be a closed event. Mm. The family members of the graduates will not be able to come. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the next big event for us will be a priesthood ordination in late May, uh, which as of this moment is still scheduled to happen, but I'm anticipating that may be changed as well. So we Mm -hmm. have four deacons who would, God willing, be ordained priests on uh, May 23rd at our Divine Word uh, Chapel in Techni, Illinois. And among them is a young man for whom I've had the privilege of serving as vocation director since he entered formation with our community over eight years ago. So you can just imagine what a tremendous uh, and humbling um, privilege to be part of his journey uh, up to this point of uh, being on the verge of his being ordained with the priesthood. Like the proud uh, papa confrere, right? <laughs> yes, and the proud <laughs> uncle confrere. <laughs> yes, <right>? yes. <laughs> and you're actually an uncle, correct? I am. I have one nephew, and as I'm sitting here talking to you, I happen to be looking at his picture, so he's smiling back at me. Uh, I have five siblings, and only one of them has one child, and so he is, uh, Chase is my only and my favorite nephew, I like to say, Mm -hmm. and he is in fifth grade living uh, just outside of Flint, Michigan, my hometown, and uh, he's at home now doing his studies uh, remotely, as are most students these days, but just a a delightful, intelligent, uh, affectionate child. Yeah. So, Sister Connie, how about you? What have you been up to? Well, I, too, have uh, taken advantage of the um, quiet time, and I've done a a good amount. I like to journal, so I've been doing a lot of reflection and journaling. And um, I have joined a lot of the virtual communities that are gathering for prayer um, in the morning, I like to pray with uh, David Haas on his um, on his Facebook page, and uh, in the afternoon, Father James Martin has a really wonderful reflection on the Gospel of the day. So uh, I've been I feel very connected to uh, the community of faith, and I'm grateful for um, technology to be able to do that. In fact, even watching Mass on television on Sunday. Um, so uh, that's been really good for me. Uh, another way that I was able to use technology, which you were a part of, Sister Lavina, um, is that I was to have a pizza party with um, 
some volunteers in the Chicago area, and we wound up having a virtual pizza party. So <laughs> that was fun. Yes, it was very much fun. We had our, our the pizza delivered to them, and we each had our pizza in front of us, and we uh, just had a wonderful evening together of um, a conversation and learning about each other's lives and and what we're each doing. So it's it's been a great way. I've stayed connected with family and friends and community through phone, FaceTime, Zoom. Um, last yesterday, we had an 84th birthday party, a virtual birthday party for one of our sisters who turned 84. So, uh, yeah, there's been um, many ways to stay connected. And it, I, I also have been able to connect with several friends that, you know, when your life is so busy, you put things on the back burner. And sometimes we put people on the back burner. And that's a sad thing. So this has made me more aware of really reaching out to people that I have not been connected with for a while who are important in my life. So um, in that sense, I've been really grateful for the time to just pull back and reconnect and not just with friends and family, but with God. And it's been a, 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 the silver lining, I guess, in everything that's happening with the coronavirus. Right. And I think uh, for the other thing that's happening is because of the stay-at-home order, a lot of businesses that were considered non-essential are either closed and a lot of people are out of a job. And it can become depressing, but at the same time, I think we're all gathering together, all in this together, and praying for one another and supporting each other any way that we can. Uh, Last Friday, when we did the pizza uh, night uh, with the the Jesuit volunteers, we also had in mind supporting our local restaurants. So we chose that night. And uh, the sister that I live with, Sister Christina Fuller, is very much a social justice-oriented person. And she was very happy to support the pizza restaurant uh, at our local uh, area. So... That's great. You know, what we're, we're going to do is um, I wanted the show not just to do a check-in and to be hopeful, but also to offer some reflections. And so um, I think what I would like to begin before we take a break is uh, we, we meant to do a song together, but we weren't sure if there would be a delay on the phone and things like that. So we're going to try to keep it simple. But the second half, we're definitely going to do some singing because um, what we have in common, the three of us, is the comfort of singing. But for now, before the break, I'm going to read Psalm 27 and pray it with um, Father Adam and and Sister Connie, um, Father Adam in Iowa, Uh, Sister Connie in South Bend, Indiana, and here um, I'm in the studio in Chicago. So this is Psalm 27 from Psalms for Praying by Nan C. Merrill. Love is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? Love is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When fears assail me, Rising up to accuse me, each one in turn shall be seen in love's light. Though a multitude of demons rise up within me, my heart shall not fear. Though doubts and guilt do battle, yet shall I remain confident. One thing have I asked of love, 
that I shall ever seek, that I might dwell in the heart of love all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of my beloved, and to know love's plan. For I shall hide in love's heart in the day of trouble, as in a tent in the desert, away from the noise of my fears. And I shall rise above my struggles, my pain, shouting blessings of gratitude in love's heart, and singing melodies of praise to my beloved. Hear, O my beloved, when I cry aloud, be gracious and answer me. You have said, seek my face. My heart responds, your face, my beloved, do I seek. Hide not your face from me. Do not turn from me, you who have been my refuge. Enfold me in your strong arms, O blessed one. Though my father and mother may not understand me, you, my beloved, know me and love me. Teach me to be love as you are love. Lead me through each fear. Hold my hand as I walk through valleys of doubt each day that I may know your peace. I believe that I shall know the realm of heaven, of love, here on earth. Wait for the beloved. Be strong with courage of the heart. Yes, wait for the beloved of your heart. Love is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? Love is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Amen. Amen. So um, when we get back, we will continue with our reflection. Pray with us. A stranger and a pilgrim in this world Sometimes I wonder what this journey will bring A census is about to take place in the United States. It only occurs every 10 years, and it's extremely important that we all participate. Hello, I am Cardinal Blaise Supich, here to tell you that I recently signed a proclamation of support for this nationwide initiative. I signed the proclamation because I know how critical the census is to our future. The census numbers determine political representation and the allocation of billions of dollars of federal, state, and local funds. Underserved neighborhoods especially need accurate counts so they can receive their fair share of improvements in infrastructure and services. Please respond to the 2020 Census questionnaires. This is for citizens and non-citizens alike. All information is totally confidential and will not be shared with other government agencies. We all benefit from an accurate census count. Thank you for participating and may God bless you and your families. When Catholic Charities started in 1917, veterans were among our first clients. That work continues today. Each year, more than 20,000 veterans turn to Catholic Charities for support through a variety of services and programs. We provide vets in need with food, shelter, counseling, and more. Our job training program includes job readiness training, resume writing, mock interviews, and job placement guidance. 
Our supportive services for veteran families offer additional assistance as vets work to become as self-sufficient as possible. With gratitude, our veteran programs are based on the belief that as veterans faithfully served our nation, it is our privilege to serve them. To learn more about our veteran services, call 312-655-7700 or go to catholiccharities.net. That's 312-655-7700 or catholiccharities.net. Dare to Love show. This is Sister Lavina Pamet, your host, with guests Sister Connie Bach, poor handmaid of Jesus Christ, and Father Adam McDonald, Divine Word missionary. Welcome back, Sister Connie and Father Adam. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, when, oh. sorry, Sister Connie. I just said thank you. Okay, uh, when uh, it's it's uh, a little bit harder when uh, when I can't see you, I I miss, I miss seeing you all, and I think that's a, a big part of uh, even though we we can be in a Zoom meeting, uh, sometimes just uh, having fun together in person is something that we used to take for granted, and uh, there's there's something about that being in person that you just celebrate each other, but I think we hang on to being virtually together. Uh, when you don't have that chance, just like mass and all that. And we were talking about that earlier uh, with our check-in. And earlier I had read and prayed with, uh, with both of you and with others um, who are listening, Psalm 27. And now to, on this uh, second half of our program, I would like to offer a reflection, and Father Adam will lead that and uh, all three of us will also offer our prayers and the prayers of our sisters and brothers and, and confreres um, as we all try to think of the people that are dying each day in the world and how this global pandemic has really affected uh, everybody and realizing we are all connected. So um, I would like to invite Father Adam now to do a reflective reading um, uh, Father you, Adam. Sure. Uh, my reflective reading will be in two parts, and the two parts relate to two significant questions that I think many of us are asking or being asked of us in this moment. One of those questions is, where is all this leading? What is the road ahead for all of us? And the second question relates to the idea of suffering. Why are we experiencing what's happening right now? Why are so many suffering? What is the meaning of all of this? So for the first question, in terms of where this is leading us, I'd like to share with you a prayer that has become very dear to my heart. I'm reading from a prayer card that I received when I was in college seminary here at Divine Word College Seminary over 30 years ago. And I remember distinctly helping to give a confirmation retreat for a local group of Catholic students. And I received this prayer card, as did all of the students who participated in the retreat. And believe it or not, it has remained in my Christian prayer book, my breviary, for over 30 years now. It's a little frayed around the edges, but the words are still clear to read. And they're words that may be familiar to you, and I hope they will be of comfort to you at this time. This is a prayer by Trappist or Cistercian monk Thomas Merton, known to many as one of the most prominent Trappist monks in the history 
Lord God, I have no idea where I am going. I do not see the road ahead of me. I cannot know for certain where it will end. Nor do I really know myself. And the fact that I think I am following your will does not mean that I am actually doing so. But I believe that the desire to please you does, in fact, please you. And I hope I have that desire in all that I am doing. I hope that I will never do anything apart from that desire. And I know that if I do this, you will lead me by the right road, though I may know nothing about it. Therefore, will I trust you always, though I may seem lost and in the shadow of death? I will not fear, for you are ever with me, and you will never leave me to face my perils alone. Amen. Amen. I think you could see very easily the themes drawn out of this prayer of trust, of relying on the Lord, of knowing that the Lord sees the road ahead of us, even though we may be unaware of the direction in which we're traveling. So many of our lives are changing day by day, and the plans we had, the direction we thought we were moving in, all of a sudden is uh, turned, and the compass seems to be on the move as well. But we know that we can trust in our loving God, who has us in the palm of his hands to lead us, and to know that we are not alone on that road, that we travel this road with others who are in the same situation. And so we're called to be loving and patient with those with whom we journey. The second part of my reflection is a paragraph from a book that happens to be my most recent read. And I happen to be reading it on the last flight I was able to take about two and a half weeks ago, just before all of my travels were suspended. So I was on the airplane and reading this, and at the time it struck me, and it strikes me even more now as the last two and a half weeks since that flight have ensued. And this is from the book called The Emergent Christ by Ilya Delio. The Emergent Christ by Ilya Delio. And the paragraph I'd like to read to you is in regard to that second question confronting us all in terms of the topic of suffering. So many around us, as Sister Lovina has just illuminated and reminded us, are suffering at this very moment. People are dying. People are sick. People are living in fear. People are living in fear of their health, of their ability to provide for their families. So much uncertainty, so much stress. And the question can be, why is this happening? And what is the purpose of this suffering? And so I offer you this paragraph from The Emerging Christ by Ilya Delio. The profound reality here is that the problem of suffering is not God's problem. It is ours. When we try to control suffering or eradicate it, when we aim for the perfect human life free of defects and disease, when we seek immortality through artificial means trying to bypass death, we stop being human and nature also stops being itself. Jesus' death on the cross is the most authentic statement of created life. It speaks to us of the wild love of God, the drama of evolution, 
and the trust that is needed if a new future is to be realized. The illogical cross is the logic of God. It is the logic of self-involvement that requires a self-emptying, a space within oneself for new life to be born. Again, these words struck me so much as I was on that flight two and a half weeks ago. And in the last two and a half weeks, I found myself going back to this paragraph time and time again, uh, seeming very provident that I would have come across these words at this moment in time, where there is indeed an emptying of many of our plans, our programs, and our expectations. And yet many of us have articulated even this morning and are experiencing in this time some sort of an opening where in letting go of all that we had planned and and put into our calendars, that there is a space opening up for us to recognize new ways of connecting with God and with one another. And to realize that even though during this Lent it may feel that we've jumped ahead to an extended Good Friday, we know and our faith teaches us to believe that Christ's death his passion and crucifixion on that Good Friday led to the most amazing miracle of all time, which was his resurrection to new life. And so our faith would invite us to remember and to believe more than ever at this time that this Good Friday of this Lent 2020 will most certainly lead to new life and new hope in ways that we can't even begin to imagine or foresee at this difficult moment. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Father Adam. Uh, for our closing prayer, um, which we will be following with a closing song, um, I would just want to quickly thank Father Adam and Sister Connie for joining us. Sister Connie will lead our closing prayer and uh, tune in with us every first Thursday of the month and to uh, encourage you to be out there on social media. There's a lot of offerings and uh, some of the information you can get from our website, vocationscava.org. That's vocationscava.org. And now I'd like to ask Sister Connie to do our closing prayer. This is a prayer from Pope Francis during this COVID-19 experience in our lives. We call upon Mary, our mother and protector. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. O Mary, you shine continuously on our journey as a sign of salvation and hope. We entrust ourselves to you, help of the sick. At the foot of the cross, you participated in Jesus' pain with steadfast faith. You, salvation of all people, know what we need. We are certain that you will provide so that as you did at Cana of Galilee, joy and feasting might return after this moment of trial. Help us, Mother of Divine Love, to conform ourselves to God's will and to do what Jesus tells us. He who took our sufferings upon himself and bore our sorrows to bring us through the cross to the joy of the resurrection. Amen. 
Amen. We seek refuge under your protection, O Holy Mother of God. Do not despise our plea, we who are put to the test, and deliver us from every danger, O glorious and blessed Virgin. Amen. 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 Tomorrow morning if you wake up and the sun does not appear, I, I will be here. In the dark we sight of love, hold my hand, have no fear. I will be here I will be here When you feel like being quiet When you need to speak your mind I will listen I will be here When the laughter turns to crying Through the winning together Cause I will be here 